0: Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist. You're listening to me driving my personal vehicle, my truck, to the golf course to uh, hopefully get a good sort of impression of the new putter that I bought I bought it about a week ago and I got it on offerup.com and um, it was from a lady in Phoenix Arizona and uh, so it was the first time I did the offer up with um, shipping involved it wasn't me going to someone's house and buying it Uh, it's a Ping B60 and um, it was actually, when I got it, it was a bit longer than any average Ping b 60 and it was just, it was like a 41-inch belly putter, or however, however it was, and um, I uh, took it upon myself, it was just a a shaft that had been put into the end of the uh, putter, and I took it out, you know, with my, uh, whatchamacallit, propane torch that I have in my garage and uh, put a proper grip on it. And um, also put some lead tape at the butt end of the club. And and I also got one of those um, really good bargain royal grips from golfworks.com, which I really recommend because that grip is only $4. And uh, if you really want to have a good grip and not spend a lot of money, get the Royal grips. And, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that they're not made. They, they seem to be a bit flimsy. Now, they're really good grips. I, I, I have to take that back. Um, it's a really good bargain for the overpriced uh, golf market, I guess, or overpriced grip um they had putter grips from golf pride that were literally $34 actually $35 and I mean that once that super stroke grip came out everything changed because um everybody was starting to do something that Jack that Jack Nicholas did back in the 70s which was have back weighting in the uh in the clubs that he used and it's amazing that it took that long for that to catch on because uh there had been inklings of having back weighting in clubs. You know, I don't know. They, they had this thing. They had this thing where you could just put it in the uh, in the end of the putter grip. You could. You had to drill a hole in the putter grip at the end of it and put a weight in there. I don't know what it was. I actually have it on my. Uh, have one of those on my Scotty Cameron putter and I didn't I was never able to get it in properly and it's sort of stuck in there halfway and it looks really half ass but um I don't know it seems to be it seems to be a bunch of overkill but I guess SuperStroke actually took it upon themselves to manufacture an actual fatter grip for the hands and then uh also includes some back weighting, which is significant. because Nobody's ever done that. And once those super strokes came along, I think um, KJ Choi was one of the first guys to use it. And then I guess Jordan Spieth got it. And then it was, it was, uh, it started to become a trend. So anyway, um, getting on the freeway here. Um, I've never actually done this before. I have my rig set up in my passenger seat with a seatbelt. And I'm just wondering how this is gonna turn out, because uh, it's interesting. It's like somebody who's talking to themselves in the car. It's like, who cares? Nobody looks at anyone anymore. So um, what I like to, I I found out something something this morning that was quite troubling. Um, This is the weekend of the Zozo Championship that usually, I mean, the first event of the, uh, the first time it happened was in Japan last year and Tiger Woods won. Tiger Woods won it. And they're having it at Sherwood Country Club this year in Southern California. It's actually in Thousand Oaks, California. And I've been there twice. I was there uh, twice for the Franklin Funds Shark Shootout or the Franklin Templeton Shark Shootout hosted by Greg Norman. And that was usually in November of, I guess it the the years that I went was in 1994 and also 1995, because I was going to school at Cal Poly Pomona, and it was sort of, it was, I thought it was the greatest tournament that I had ever been to up to that point, um, just because you had the greatest players in the world and the the fans that could attend, it was only limited to 5,000 people. And so the thing about it was that you had to get your tickets early. And that meant, I mean, they didn't have internet or, what you, internet or, or cell phones or anything back then. So you had to figure out, I had to figure out where I could buy the, uh, the tickets. I may have just gone to Ticketmaster or something like that and gotten the tickets there was only like $50 to attend, something like that. But it was great. I, I had a great time. I shook Arnold Palmer's hand. Um, Peter Jacobson let me hit his, his nine iron once. Um, it was really sort of fan friendly, I think. It was really a, allowed the fans to get close and they allowed people to bring in cameras. I do have a, um, a little photo album tucked away somewhere of pictures that I took with my disposable camera, which was absolutely brilliant on my end. Just go to the store, pick up a camera, and you're set. Don't don't bring your camera, you know, because you already have one. But uh, I had a really good time. It was the, the best part of that whole thing was I shook Arnold Palmer's hand, and he signed a bottle of penzoil for me. I, uh, I got the stare down from Ray Floyd once. I took pictures of him while he was practicing on the green and he didn't like it and he sort of stared me down. And <laughs> I got a little scared. I got a little scared like he was going to come over and beat me over the head. But um, I saw Fred Couples for the second time. Um, I was a big Dave, David Frost fan. David Frost had an unbelievable, compact, elegant swing. I saw Chip Beck. Nick Price was there with his caddy squeaky. And, uh, Squeaky actually autographed a ball for me, and it was really, it was really cool, because, uh, I guess Squeaky passed away of cancer a couple years later, and that was sad. So, it was great to see Nick Price, and Nick Price played with Greg Norman on those events, and I think one year they shot 55 or something like that, and this was, as far as TV went, um... This was sort of a tournament to broadcast in between the NFL. This could have been something that they did, um, you know, in between... Maybe it's like a bye week or something, because it was the week... It was usually the week before Thanksgiving, and I don't know how CBS did it, but they did it. So, it was sort of a... I think it was... It may have been a shorter uh, time window when they had it on TV, because it was sort of an abbreviated uh, broadcast because they only maybe did maybe only did a few holes on the back nine that's it but anyway it was a Jack Nicholas golf course and um, I think the founder of the club was associated with the LA Times um, Murdoch was his name I think it wasn't Rupert Murdoch it was another guy who was um probably the the founder of that whole development, because it was sort of a, it was very, very high, high economic, uh, what do you call it, high socioeconomic status sort of area, and I guess Wayne Gretzky lives on the property, and I don't know if there were other folks that lived on that property, but it was really, really beautiful, I mean, it was in the, it was in Thousand Oaks, so it's sort of north of Malibu. I mean, Malibu was over the mountains, and then you had the Pacific Ocean, and it was really, uh, really something, really beautiful. And I think the uh, the most I think the the the, the most beautiful hole they had there was number seventeen, which was a short part of three that I, I saw on TV, uh, or no, I saw on the uh, YouTube this morning when Tiger. I guess shot 66 there yesterday or something, but um, it sort of goes down into a valley up up to a uh, plateau on the green, and it's really something, oh, what is this up ahead, is this a race car truck up ahead, Toyota, I'm into seeing race car trucks on the road, oh my gosh, what is this? Toyota. Oh my god, it's a, it could be a NASCAR truck. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. Wow. Oh, where's my phone? I shouldn't be doing this. Anyway, Sinclair sponsoring a NASCAR race car. Venturini Motorsports, yay. Anyway, back to the golf. Uh, I'm really sad that uh, NBC isn't broadcasting the Zozo Championship. It's only gonna be on the Golf Channel. And I'm really sad about that. I'm actually sort of pissed off about that because I looked at the programming schedule for tomorrow and they're gonna have figure skating on NBC instead of golf. And they have the, uh, the Sunday Night Football, I think it's like at 5.30 or something like that, but why couldn't they do the golf on NBC? You got Tiger Woods in the tournament. It's an amazing opportunity to show Tiger Woods in October before the Masters for the, the national audience. But I guess they assume everybody has Golf Channel, and that's what the option is, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit pissed off about that because the Zozo Championship, I I thought the Zozo was an amazing tournament to have in Japan and I, I would love to visit Japan just to have everybody come out and be able to see the golf tournament it was just an amazing uh, thing to see on TV. And the golf course was amazing. I mean, they had torrential rains back, like, back last year they did a thing with Rory McIlroy, Matsuyama, Jason Day, and Tiger, they did like a skins game thing, which I thought, which I thought was cool, um, I mean, I like Hideki Matsuyama, I think that, uh, I guess Justin Thomas is in the lead right now, so we're going into Saturday, anyway, um, just approaching the golf course here but anything I get oh so what else did I when I was at the, the Franklin Fun shootout I saw Peter Jacobson uh, take a, a lady out of the gallery that was watching him hit balls on the range after the round and, she, and he let her hit a, hit one of his clubs and so I was I was feeling confident I'm like you know what I, I met Peter Jacobson I sir actually I saw him at the Fred Meyer challenge a few times when i went up there to visit my uncle in portland oregon and he had um it was cool cuz he he had won the uh the year i guess it was the year or the next year that i saw him he had won the uh the pebble beach national pro am in 94 no wait no it was 95 it was 95 i think i think that's it and then he won the uh the Buick invitational at Tory Pines the next week, and that was sort of that's never happened before. And so he was he was on a on a high that whole year and he used the Henry Griffiths Um custom casting uh irons. And so I always thought that that his decision to have the Cleveland launcher as his driver was such a good idea because I always thought that the Cleveland Launcher driver was better than the Callaway Big Bertha because it had a better, it was more heavy and, and the ball actually sounded better off the club face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe I'll look into getting one of those because I used to have a, um, a Cleveland Launcher fairway driver that I, that I always thought went a mile. I, I love that Cleveland Launcher. That first version Cleveland Launcher was the best. It was was better than anything Callaway had to offer. It was such a good driver. Anyway, I'm here at Hagen Oaks, and the parking lot is full. Holy smokes, it's a really good weekend here in Sacramento. Um, It's gonna be in the 70s, hopefully. And we got a little bit of a Delta breeze. And there's the putting green. So anyway, I think i'm gonna sign off and see what this sounds like and then the next time you'll hear me will be after i practice with my ping b60 oh yeah you go where you want buddy yeah mr subaru subaru means i have dogs all right we are parked so i'm gonna go practice with that ping b60 and let you know how it goes thanks for listening to the knackered Golfist. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist. Um, I'm at Hagen Oaks right now in Sacramento and I'm reviewing this Ping B60. And I met a chap earlier that has had one of these for over 10 years, he played with it in the 2000s. And this is a pretty successful putter in the Ping lexicon of things because I guess this thing came out in 1976 and it was used to win a few major championships on a tour. Um, Larry Nelson won the 1983 U.S. Open with the stainless steel version as far as I know. Putter at Oakmont Country Club, which is a huge, um, how do I say, a huge accomplishment, huge achievement. And then I was a big Nick Faldo fan back in the early 90s and he used a brilliant copper version of the Ping b 60 And then also what comes to mind is Jim Colbert, who was on the Senior Tour for a while, back in the 90s and 2000s. When he was with Ping, he used the Ping B-60. And he was a a character, and then he switched to Callaway to uh, go to the dark side. But, um, But then also Todd Hamilton. Ooh, we got a plane coming by. We'll see if we can capture it. Mm. Well, it's one of those Coast Guard planes, so that's cool. Right here at McClellan Air Force Base, which is over the freeway, which is nice. But what I was saying, Todd Hamilton won the uh, British Open. It could have been, I don't know, 2006, 2007 with a brilliant copper uh, Ping B-60, and that's about all I know. Um as far as the Ping B60 goes. So this is really... I I got this last week and I put a new grip on it. I recommend the the Royal Grip. I put some lead tape here in the the butt end of the club. And I may end up putting some lead tape here at the head because I noticed that when I'm on the green... I mean, it's akin to the stainless steel Ping putters that uh, they can get a bit out of hand if you're not watching your stroke. there's sort of a um, I don't know, I don't want to call it discrepancy, but there's sort of a factor in these stainless steel putters that you need to be able to you need to be able to keep your hands relatively uh, soft to be able to not hit the ball so hard that it goes off the green. And this green right now is in really good shape right now because they're having a uh, a beverage distributorship tournament. Uh, especially the it's called the Mark Stein Company is having a big tournament here and I'm a big Mark Stein fan because um, he's honored to be wherever he is so that's that's a good accomplishment there but another great thing about this green right now is that they have the the uh, correct positioned uh, parade cups in the hole and they're all new and there's there's a bit more uh, holes on the green so that's a good thing so I'm gonna get back to it thanks for watching the knackered golfist and check out the Knackered Golfist podcast on iTunes and also Spotify. Thanks for listening and watching The Knackered Golfist. Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving.